This is the 411 from 406. My name is Chewy, and I'm joined once again by my brother from another mother, Mr. Pip. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. This is, uh, it is the season, the reason for the season. We're, uh, we're gathered here today to celebrate uh, some Christmas joy amongst ourselves and our family, so I'm pretty excited about that. How are, mm-hmm. how are the Christmas festivities coming along in the uh, in the chewy household uh well let's see the amazon boxes are piling up oh my god yeah it's it's ridiculous i have not i have not bought a single thing from a store nothing everything gets delivered and it's funny i i asked my wife the other day i said hey i said hey i you need to give me some gift ideas for you because i want to make sure that you have something to open too and she goes nah. she goes nah, don't worry you know like we buy what you know what we need throughout the year it's really for the kids which is true and and she goes she goes but here's the thing she goes i already had my christmas because i opened all the amazon boxes the other day and she was like oh i forgot to i forgot i ordered that i didn't know what that was and so she already had her her oh. kind of her christmas morning yeah so how about that but it's uh, yeah, it's going it's going well. Um, school for my oldest was done today. He had his uh, last finals today. Okay. For his so freshman finals for his so his first semester is done. And how is he feeling? Uh, he's okay. He um he was I don't know if you listened to the last episode that I recorded. I did yeah yeah he was he was a he was a wreck. So last Friday he went got home from a basketball game and then basically slept for like. 36 hours but yeah he's okay i mean he went you know he went to school on tuesday and wednesday this week and when he's back at basketball practice and baseball practice and so you know they they can uh they can bounce back a little bit easier than we can yeah isn't that the truth yeah and i mean i don't know about in indiana i mean covid dude is fucking running rampant in oh it's nuts yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I don't know as much about what's going on just generally around the city as much as I can observe around work and places mm-hmm. like that, because I work at a company where we're open 24 hours a day and it is required to have people uh, at the at the office. So butts and seats, things like that. Yep. And this time of year, which is traditionally very hard to staff because it's December, right? So everybody's trying to take their PTO and use it so they don't lose it, if you will. And it that compounded with the pandemic and, you know, the precautionary measures that are in place to try to keep people from bringing that in to the office uh, makes it very, very difficult. So from that perspective alone, I can, and from, from the offices in all of our markets, I can say it's definitely a challenge and, and we, we're still seeing it. It's not going away. It, it does feel like it's getting better, but it's definitely not going away. Yeah. I mean, it's around here. I know like the Cleveland Clinic just um, they put a pause on all non like any elective surgeries. They pause them all. Yeah. They um, I mean, 
again, you know, I got three, three boys in three different school districts. And so like, I'm getting the COVID emails literally daily, like just today for my, for crew, for my middle guy, I think we've gotten three like close contact emails in the last 24 hours. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm winter break is coming at a good time. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, everybody kind of goes, goes home and, and stays relatively healthy and, and away from each other. And I don't know, I would, I would hope to say something like, you know, we would, you know, finally get this thing under control, but it doesn't seem like that. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the case. Well, it depends. I mean, if these variants keep, if these transformer variants keep rolling along that, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I loved your commentary about Omicron. Yeah, uh, because it uh, it did it definitely feels that way, and it definitely reminded me of uh, a very old '80s uh, cartoon. So um, yeah, I actually so listening to your your uh, your solo cast the other day, I also had a somewhat similar experience. I had my booster shot last week, so today is Thursday. I had mine last Friday, and I got it intentionally on Friday because. I'd heard nothing but reports of people not feeling well for, you know, anywhere from 24 to 48 hours after having those shots. And so I tried to button mine up specifically against a weekend so that I wouldn't have to miss any work. And it turned out to be a really good idea. If I had gotten that in the middle of the week, I'd have been struggling too, because I got it at 10 o'clock in the morning on Friday. And by maybe five o'clock that afternoon, I was feeling a little warm, you know, like when you don't really have right. a fever, but you just, you, you just kind of feel uncomfortable and you're kind of squirming around a little bit. And by bedtime, I was not feeling good. And then I was pretty much on my ass the entire day, Saturday after that. Yeah. So it, it seems to be a pretty common occurrence for people to, uh, to go through that. Yeah. I had, a, I had a buddy of mine that got, so I got Johnson and Johnson. I had a buddy of mine that got Moderna the same day that I did. He had the same thing that I did. And I had a buddy that had Pfizer yesterday and today he's feeling like shit. So yeah, it's just, still better than the alternative, but yeah, it seems, it seems at least, you know what? And at least for those of us that have had COVID, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the, the common yeah. denominator. I'm not sure. So what um, you got, you got big plans for the, for the holiday, which is believe it or not, is like less than two weeks away. It's crazy that Christmas is literally right around the corner. No, man, it's pretty boring here. To be honest, I, I don't have too much to report on. We're staying local for the most part, not traveling anywhere, not really for any specific reason, other than we just don't have anywhere to go. Right. We have relatives in Florida, but not really going to do that for the holidays. We may wait till a little after and see if there's an opportunity there, but no, nothing, cool. nothing major. Just kind of going to stick around. I assume the same for you guys. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody's here. You know, my oldest son has got basketball games and practices, you know, basically throughout, throughout the break. So, you know, I mean, COVID, COVID cancellations, notwithstanding. So yeah, at this point, yeah, we're just going to kind of stick around. We go to my in-laws on Christmas Eve and my parents on Christmas day and just kind of, kind of relax, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Very nice. And I'll probably, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to go. So um, Spider-Man No Way Home opens tonight or yes. opened tonight. Yes. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get to go see that. So you're going to go. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take my oldest son tomorrow. Nice. That's awesome. I know you haven't made it to the theater quite as much uh, a couple of times. It sounds like maybe, but you know, have kind of slow rolled back into that hole. I have, virtual. I went to, I, yeah, I went to see ghostbusters. Um, I had planned on going to see Halloween, Halloween kills. And I just, life got in the way and I couldn't, but uh, he's, you know, his last day of school was today. And so he's off tomorrow and, 
And so technically today was my last day of the year at work as well. So nice. um, I've got, I've got some time. And if I can, you know, if I can find, you know, if I can find a theater that has a, a decent show time that kind of works with our schedule tomorrow, I will, uh, I will do that. I'm going to try to catch a nine 30 showing and I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is the first Marvel movie I think uh, since maybe, wow, maybe the last Spider-Man movie. I don't even know that, that I'm really excited about because you know, there have obviously been Marvel movies out since then. There's been Black Widow and Shang-Chi and The Eternals. I think those may be the only three Marvel movies that have been out there. And there have been lots of shows, which, you know, I don't know if you've even tried to keep up with any of those. I'm I'm currently one episode away from finishing the Hawkeye show, which I'm shocked how much I really like that show. It's yeah. very entertaining. It's really good. I didn't know how much I liked Hawkeye until I got a chance to actually spend some time with him because he's been such an ancillary character for all the other Marvel movies, but man, they really, they really do a good job with him in this and, and Haley Steinfeld, I think is her name. I, I might yep. be mispronouncing her last name, but she's great in the show and Vera Farmiga, who I'm a big fan of from the conjuring and the departed and many other movies. Like it's, it's well cast and they, uh, and again, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, they did a pretty significant reveal for a new character or an old character, I should say, in this new episode. And I'm really excited, even though it's only one more episode. So the, this whole Hawkeye series is only six episodes and the last one is going to be aired next week. But um, so far I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm thinking it's great. And it's, it's probably my favorite one so far. It might be, I, I think WandaVision might be a better show, but I think that I've had more fun watching Hawkeye so far. Cool. No, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. So I, I actually believe or not, I don't know that I've seen, I don't know that I've seen really any Avenger content since Endgame. I, I don't know that I watched. You didn't see the I second might, Spider-Man movie? I might've seen, that's the, that's the one that went, that came directly after. I know I didn't see that in the theaters. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I did not, I did not enjoy the first Tom Holland Spider-Man solo. Really? I just, I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't care for it. Huh, okay. And, and so, and I was really pumped to watch, to sit down and watch WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then Hawkeye. And I just, I just haven't gotten to them. Part of the reason sure. I haven't gotten to them is I want to, I want to sit down with my boys and watch them because they, you know, we, we, during the pandemic, we sat down and, and I took them through the entire MCU and so I, I was like, okay, good. I'm all caught up <laughs> and, you know, just kind of life and school and, and, yeah, and everything yeah. got in the way. So hopefully maybe over the break here. Now, I, now my question to you is, can we jump in with Hawkeye or do I need to go and do I need to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision prior? Like, are they, are they, not that they're episodic, but are they building on each other the way the MCU did? No, they aren't. In fact, if I recall correctly, the order of which they were released was different from what they intended before the whole COVID pandemic thing uh, oh, okay. came through. So I don't think WandaVision was ever intended to be the first one of all the series. I think oh, maybe okay. it was Loki. And then for reasons I don't exactly remember, but probably pandemic related, they actually went with WandaVision first and then came Loki and then... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, WandaVision, Loki was then first, Falcon. Right? No, Loki okay. was supposed to be first, I think. So it was WandaVision first, and then it was Falcon Winter Soldier, and then it was 
Loki, and then now currently we're on Hawkeye. So the answer okay. to your question is no. Those those series all run very. They're all in the same universe. They're all progressing the story, but they're not sequential and that you have to watch one to watch the other so you can start okay. with hawkeye and you'll be just as caught up as everybody else's i think the movies are the ones that are sort of pushing the overall narrative forward this is just kind of filling in the gaps like what were some of these characters doing in between these storylines okay i gotcha okay no that's that's good to know because we we somehow along the way we did watch one or maybe two episodes of loki and I really enjoyed it. And just, again, mm-hmm. just like I never, I kind of just, like, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't binge stuff. Like I, 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 it's very rare that I ever sit down and watch more than one episode, maybe more than two episodes, like of anything, whether it's Cobra Kai or, or anything like, I just, I just very rarely do that. And so, like I said, we, you know, we sat down and we watched maybe one or two in a couple of days and then just kind of didn't get back to it. But again, that wasn't, that's not a reflection on how I felt about it. I was really enjoying it. We just, just didn't have the time to get back to it so yeah well no i mean i don't know a lot of grown adults that have time to binge shows like that these days but this uh, I'm, I'm the same way so i try to save it so that i can watch a couple shows in a row but i'm also very afraid of spoilers and i really really enjoy being able to go into these shows and not know what's going to happen because they clearly put a lot of time and effort into telling these stories and, and creating these reveals and these plot twists and things like that that i i want to be able to enjoy the ride along with it. But what I will say, and and this is a guess, obviously, because I haven't seen Spider-Man, but I will say that I think having seen WandaVision will probably help with what's going to happen in Spider-Man. Okay. They have introduced the multiverse as a concept already in the Marvel universe, but they have talked about it in more and more detail throughout some of these series and some of these movies. In fact, they kind of started talking about it in the second Spider-Man movie. And then WandaVision goes into it a little bit more. And I think, well, and, and so does uh, Loki for that matter. Like the, mm-hmm. the end of Loki really, really kind of, you know, opens that door. Tease it up. Yeah. 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 And so I imagine that might help, but I don't think you'll be lost if you go see Spider-Man without having okay. seen any of those. Speaking of other things that I'm really pumped about, I mentioned Cobra Kai. You you, yes. you tagged you, you tagged me in the uh, in the tra- in the Def Leppard themed trailer the other it, day. Which you're it right, was, it's awesome. It was Perfect. the greatest trailer I've ever seen for anything ever. Period. End of yeah. story. Like it was this. It was so cool because, of course, it's you know this next season of Cobra Kai, which I believe is season four at this point, is setting up the return of at least one of the characters from Karate Kid 3, which is notoriously not a great movie, but the characters Mm -hmm. that they're bringing back was a great character and a great bad guy. And Cobra Kai is all about sort of taking all the nuggets of the past and and bringing them back. And they put this guy in this trailer with a Def Leppard song, the the Def Leppard song, Rock of Ages, but they did a very different mixed version where it was like just the vocals and it was kind of this swelling background music it wasn't just the song with the guitar and the drums and everything that we know and they just they remixed it in a way that it was gorgeous and it just totally amped me up the whole time i was watching it now let me ask you did i did i have an aneurysm when i was watching season three or was terry silver not in season three he wasn't there was he he well so that's interesting he was but he wasn't so 
there was a scene, I believe in season three, where they did a flashback of Crease when he was in like Vietnam. Okay, or yeah. Whatever war right. he was in. So right. one of those people, his name was Silver. So like they right. he they didn't introduce him as Terry Silver. They it was didn't... the one it was the one that didn't go down into the snake pit, clearly. Yeah, but exactly. But okay, right. but the but the but the first time we saw the guy with the silk with the gray silver hair was Correct. in that trailer. Okay, okay. Yes, we have not actually seen the actor. Jeez, I don't remember his name, but um, we have not seen him in the show yet. But I think that they basically at the end of the third season, I think Crease was talking to him on the phone. And so like that's we yes. knew that that's what they were setting okay. up for. And of course, for anybody who's a who's a goofy fan of this series like I am, knows that Terry Silver wasn't the only bad guy from Karate Kid 3. There was this other character named Mike Barnes. Barnes. Who was kind of he was sort of like Johnny Lawrence 2.0, but he was a badass and he had he had way more intensity. And I think that if they don't bring him back for this season, he's definitely coming back for the next one because I've seen the guy and he looks fit. Like he looks like he can play the role. Oh, does he? He looks good still of a good bad guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And I've seen interviews with him, you know, like these sort of one-off interviews on YouTube where people are like, are you coming back for Cobra Kai? And he does the whole, I don't know, you know, sure would love to, that'd be great. So we'll see what happens, but <laughs> I don't know if they'll bring him back for this, but I don't know if they'll even need to, because I think that they already said that they're doing five or six seasons of this. So, okay. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm super psyched. That is one show that if I can, I will binge that one. Like I yeah. will, I will watch as many of them as I can because it's infectious that show is so good and so well done and it is the one thing that has given me the hope you know we talked a couple podcasts ago about how you know i was the the halloween kill sequel really set me up for ghostbusters it made me think oh gosh this is so exciting they can really do this uh and then i you know i had sort of a different experience with ghostbusters but the karate kid you know series and the cobra kai series you know, it, it's given me a lot of hope. It makes me think that they can do it. They, they did such a good job with reinventing the tone and the style of the series. And, and I love everything about how they're doing it. Yeah. Now is the, I don't remember when Netflix is, go, so that one I believe comes out on New Year's Eve. Are they releasing the entire season or is it just the first episode? Do you know? I don't know. I see. And the reason I ask and the reason I don't know is, we we got caught up with Cobra Kai just relatively recently, so I don't know if they released the entire season or if they released them kind of week by week the way like The Mandalorian did or what have you. Yeah, I can't remember, but I actually want to say in the past they've done it all at once. So, well, I don't know. The first season actually wasn't a Netflix show, if, if anybody remembers. It was, a it was YouTube on YouTube, show. right? Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a premium series on youtube that you had to subscribe to their uh, premium network to be able to watch and then i think actually they did the first two seasons on youtube and then the thing came over to netflix and netflix picked it up and you know it had its third season and then of course uh is hosting the fourth so i'm not entirely sure but my gut tells me it may be streamable all from the beginning because i remember thinking i've got to i have to binge this because if i don't the spoilers are going to end up everywhere because you know I won't spoil anything for anybody listening who hasn't seen it, but you know, there are some pretty significant character returns in season three that, you know, had I seen any of that on the internet, I would have been really bummed out. But when I got to watch it and find out for myself, it was a really fun experience. And I'll tell you, you know what, I'll tell you, 
when I first watched, cause I actually watched the first maybe one or two episodes back on YouTube, right when they first came out, because this was back at the mm-hmm. time, YouTube TV was relatively new and I had YouTube TV and I was able to watch that as part of my YouTube TV subscription. Like that was, that was one of the perks yeah. that I got when I joined YouTube TV and that show, I mean, obviously I'm a fan of the karate kid films, but that, that show has done, they've done an incredible job bringing back all of those characters in believable ways that are, that, that are not kind of shoehorned in. They, they, ha- they have been consistent and loyal to the to the source material. Like it, it doesn't feel like anybody is shoehorned in. And even the, you know, the couple of really big reveals that you mentioned in season three, again, that I won't, that I won't spoil for those that haven't seen it. They were done really, really well. Yeah. Like they, you know, th- there's, there was one that I didn't, I didn't really care for, but that wasn't that it wasn't that it was inconsistent with the character. I just didn't really care for it, but they've just done an, just a superb job. And I think that it's probably, you know, I I don't know who, who directs that show or who kind of writes that show, but I think it is kind of really representative of the way just kind of film and entertainment are going these days. I mean, you see all of these actors now, granted they're not, super big name actors for the most part, but the fact that they're all willing to come back and the fact that they're all willing to go back into those roles again, 30 or 40 years after the fact and are clearly not just like phoning it in, right? They're, they're not pulling a Bill Murray in Ghostbusters afterlife. Like they're actually acting. Absolutely. You know, especially William Zabka and Ralph Macchio. Like they just are, they're acting their asses off and it's just really, really enjoyable. I've really enjoyed that show. I think one thing that they hit on that scared the hell out of me before the show even came out because we learned it was in production and started hearing about what it was going to be and how they were going to do it. And we're all kind of like, well, we'll see how it goes. And then they kind of said, they kind of tipped their hat before the series came out and said, well, it's going to be more of a comedy. And I thought, oh, that sounds terrible. Why would they make it a comedy? You can't, it was a very dramatic, you know, movie series, you know, Mm -hmm. the first one, the second one, even the third one. I mean, it was, it was all drama, very, very little humor sprinkled in. And then I started watching the first season and I totally got it. I totally understood where they were going with it. And I think that making such a significant tonal shift from drama to comedy meant that they stopped trying to take themselves seriously. Like they had already sort of jumped that shark, if you will. Like you can't make a serious drama out of these movies anymore because you've already made three of them and you've kind of already taken it to an extreme. And it, if you take yourself too seriously, people are going to check out right away. So they, they shifted the tone and they made it a comedy and they did so by focusing on Johnny instead of Daniel and Johnny's sort of stuck in the eighties and he only listens to eighties music and doesn't know what the internet is and drives an old car. And it's all these really charming aspects of this character who we didn't like, you know, in the first movie, but we've now come to have a real significant soft spot for and they did one of the most brilliant things in the world is there's this you know whole internet urban legend thing about how daniel was the real bad guy from karate kid and they've basically taken that and they've made that 
canon at this point, right? Because Daniel is easily the most unlikable character in the first season. You know, maybe the, I don't know. He, he kind of turns around by the end of the first season, but like, I don't like Daniel. He's not the one I want to follow. It's, it's all about Johnny. And obviously that's why they call it Cobra Kai, but they have done a really good job of sort of marrying the relationship of those characters, but doing so without taking it too seriously. I mean, there's one part I was going to go into, but again, I don't want to spoil it because it involves a character that comes back for the third season. But well, here, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, why don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we give a spoiler alert? Okay. And then, and then, so we'll, we'll, Hey, so wherever we are in this podcast, I'm going to give you a five second countdown. <laughs> if you, if you don't want to hear any spoilers about any episode or any season of Cobra Kai, then turn off the podcast now. And we'll see you on the next episode. But in five, four, three, two, one, we're talking spoilers. All right. So the third season, Elizabeth Shue uh, as Allie comes back. And they could have played that way more seriously than they did. But it sort of became this really funny thing where she ends up just sort of calling both of those guys out for both their shit. And and that was great. It was so lighthearted. It was so fun. It had sort of a serious perspective to it but for the most part it was very tongue-in-cheek and it was lighthearted and it was enjoyable and and I loved it I loved what they did with that I thought it was brilliant and it was a great return for that character it was a great way to just kind of like put her back in there and then she's done right like she's not a character in the series she doesn't need to be it, it was more of just an, an opportunity to introduce her back for a, a couple minutes I loved it yeah I thought it was brilliant yeah, it, yeah, her her character, the way they handled her character, I think was very well done. Elizabeth Shue is probably probably the biggest name to come out of Karate Kid, right? Is that, yeah, is that a fair statement. I think so. And and so I and and that was in my mind that was very evident when you watched her come back and act, right? Because she she is for the most part probably, again, prior to the resurgence of this show Cobra Kai. She was probably the biggest name, right? Nobody really knew William Zabka. You and I did, right? But <laughs> sure, or, yeah. you know, Ralph Macchio. People would know from you know from from Karate Kid, but but she she, she to me was well, how can I explain it? it? It wasn't it wasn't Bill Murray in Ghostbusters bad, but she was there kind of reading lines in yeah. in, in my estimation. That being said, I still liked the way her character was portrayed. I thought the I, you know yeah. they, they did the, kind of the divorce storyline, and I and I like that. The the character that I mentioned earlier in this podcast that I didn't really care for was is it Kumiko? Yes, yes. I didn't care for her. Okay. I, and 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 it's not the actress necessarily. I just I just didn't really care for their their kind of interaction and and that one seemed very very short for me. What I loved was chosen, that chosen was cool. yeah. and Daniel. I thought was was perfectly done because there was that tension there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Daniel wasn't sure if he was going to kill him or kick his ass or both or this that and the other thing. And then they kind of had this this kind of mutual respect it, it, it you will get this reference most many people won't it was very much a hulk hogan ultimate warrior kind of like you know frenemies <laughs> kind of thing right you know where let you know let's sure. shake hands we don't you know that the mutual respect kind of thing I, but i i really really enjoyed that episode i loved when he went back to okinawa I was a big fan of those of those that that mini arc within that series yeah i thought the kumiko stuff was a bit of a 
throwaway. And I thought it was actually a little confusing because they seem to really tease some sort of romantic uh, connection there, which obviously they were romantically connected in the second movie, but he's clearly married now and seems to be right. in a happy relationship. So the, the, the whole way that they sort of frame that was a little bit interesting, but so am I gathering what you're saying? Do you feel like Elizabeth shoe was not really super solid in her I don't acting? Think, I don't think she was great. No, okay. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I don't really remember. She looked great. That up. She, oh, looked, she, she looked, looked she looked great. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I just, I thought it was just a little bit kind of Karen Allen. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. just a little, a little cringy. Like it, it almost looked like she was kind of looking off over, over William Zabka to like read the cue cards. You know what I mean? Just kind of like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little that's, bit. Yeah. I don't think that's unfair. I think maybe I was a little bit blinded just by the fact that she was on the screen with them again and, yeah. and how cool I thought that was. But I, I, I feel like your, your critique is probably somewhat accurate, which is interesting because she's been a working actress. I feel like for longer right. than those right. guys, you know, she was in, the most recent thing I saw her in was the Amazon show, The Boys, which she, I thought she was great in. Like, but I don't know that that character was a real stretch for her. So, so maybe as an actress, I don't know if, well, I take that back. I, it's been a while since I've seen uh, Leaving Las Vegas. I think that was sort of God, one of the she movies. She was so good in that. Oh, she was so good. She was, she was very uh, highly regarded for. Yeah. But past that, I can't think of anything that I would consider to be a really spectacular performance. It's, it's, mostly just been you know bigger budget you know pop yeah. flicks and stuff like that yeah so but no i'm i'm uh you know it's funny when you tagged me in that trailer on instagram i mean i knew it was coming but i had forgotten about it quite frankly i was just like yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like out there and then i saw that trailer and i heard it and i was like oh shit it's coming like so, like soon like it's like two, two weeks. weeks from now yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so which is uh which is awesome and that's and that is that's one of the few shows like we actually watch that with our with our, our two older boys. We sit down, and we watch the four of us. We watch that. It's a little it's a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, mature for the for the little guy. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I can't I cannot wait. And and they'll be excited as well. And it's fair to say, and we, we haven't mentioned this yet, but I think that show does a good job of getting me interested in some of the uh, the younger cast members, too. I don't know that I think that they're all great actors, but I think the storylines are fun. And it's a nice little balance between what's happening between Daniel and uh, and Johnny versus what's happening with their kids and, and the other kids that are going on. And I really like the idea of how they, you know, Johnny sort of started this whole story about restarting Cobra Kai, like like bringing back this dojo that meant so much to him. And then Kreese comes back eventually. And then they just kind of split from that. And now Daniel and Johnny are going to work together to go against Cobra Kai, which is really interesting because the show is still called Cobra Kai. Right. So I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for, uh, but obviously Terry Silver and John Kreese are going to, uh, you know, get together. And I, I'll be real interested to see how they do it because I think it's going to be uh, fascinating. But, I, you know, they showed a couple spots in that trailer where it's like Terry Silver looked like he could still move a little bit, which I thought yeah. was pretty interesting. We'll see what happens. So uh, yeah, I, I have always been intrigued by storylines where enemies need to fight together against mutual foes, right? And I and I think that's I think that's where we're going with this. I, I have two examples that kind of spring to the top of my head, or well, one specifically. There is there was an episode of the Transformers 
where this is the cartoon where the Decepticons and the Autobots needed to fight together. There was like this mad scientist and he had this like bomb that was going to blow up. And I remember Megatron transformed into his gun mode and, and leapt into Optimus Prime's hands. Oh, I can't remember they that like, too. And they like fired this, I don't know, it was like a bomb or an orb or something. And they fired it into outer space, like so that it wouldn't, you know, whatever it was going to do, blow up the, the world or the, the building or wherever it was. And, and I just, I just remember that being such a, just such a cool moment. Like when my favorite characters are fighting together against the greater good. And I'm, and I'm sure that there are instances of the, of that same kind of thing in, in GI Joe and Cobra where they're fighting together against, you know, um, well, hell, even like the G.I. Joe, the movie, which is a terrible example, but like, you know, Cobra Commander and Roadblock get together as Cobra Commander is turning into a snake and they're fighting against Cobra, la, 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 you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> a Serpentor, uh, yeah. Right. But and so that's what that's what I'm seeing in this, right? I'm seeing Johnny and, and Daniel getting together to fight against Kreese and Terry Silver and, 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 and Barnes. And I guess my only question in my mind is once they vanquish Kreese etc do they do they remain on the same team or do they like break apart again i don't know no. i am just I, I can't wait to find i can't wait to see it play out i think they have to break apart again it's going to be the forever on again off again relationship i guess i just hope that my only hope for the show at this point is that they know when they're going to end it and they come they, they come to a conclusion to say look this is going to be our last season we're going to call it a day we know there's not really much more to say here and we're because if they do that, then they can plan the ending. And I think that they're going to walk away friends and it may not be until the last five minutes of the last episode, but I do think that they're going to form that bond. And then maybe one of them kicks the other one in the ass on the way, you know, as they walk into the sunset together or something, something kind of cheeky right. like that will happen. But I do think that they will walk away friends. And if they don't, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll be super disappointed because I really thought that that's kind of what we were building to this whole time anyways. And they teased that in the first season. And when that scene, when they, they finally get together in the bar and they're, they're talking and, and you're like, holy crap, it's, you know, it's finally going to happen. They're finally going to be friends. And then all of a sudden they split again and everything yep. kind of fractures very, very violently at that point. So, which again, that scene was one of my favorite scenes, right? It was like, best. oh, it was like, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're finally, you know, not that they're ever going to be best friends, but they've, they've, they've bygones be bygones and, and, you know, high school's in the past and let's move forward. And it was, and yeah. And so I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I remember watching that episode when they like, quote unquote, broke up again. And I was so bummed. I was, so, I was too. I was, I was so too. <laughs> yeah. Same so. here. But, you know, knowing there would be more seasons, I, I had confidence we'd get back to it. So b b before we move on from Cobra Kai, I do have one kind of general thing that I, the general observation about the show that, that, that irks me. It doesn't irritate me. It, it just, it, I'm, it, there's way too much karate in this world. And I understand it's, it's a, it's a universe around karate. Huh. I've just never seen it, at least in Cleveland, there's just not this much karate going on. Like there's just not. People don't just go around getting <laughs> no. in fights and, and malls and the, the, schools no, and there's, karate yeah, chopping. There, there, there's just not that there's not multiple competing dojos within in the Cleveland market. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, and, and Hey, maybe if this was MMA, right. It, it might be a different, a different story, but I just, I, my perception of the world in 2021 is there there's there's just not this much karate maybe i'm wrong and maybe i'm just sheltered but that's that's my perception i mean 
I haven't been to Reseda or uh, where, where I forget exactly where this takes place. I think it's Reseda though. So I, you know, that's a fair point. The All Valley, I, it's the All Valley Karate Championship. The correct. 50, 51st annual coming up this season. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, it never really occurred to me that that, that would be a, a thing, but I, you know, I, I guess I could see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. Um, I, I think my pain point or maybe my similar sort of mirrored perspective from you is whenever I see Ralph Macchio try to do karate, it's uh, so bad. It's it so really, bad. it really makes my butt pucker in ways that is, is not good, which is typically what, you know, a butt puckering is. But like when I saw him, I think it was in that first season and <laughs> there's this really awful scene where he's standing in his car dealership and somebody has a cup of coffee and he does this roundhouse kick. And I swear to God, it doesn't even get above his waist. And I just remember thinking, Oh man, this is what we're in for. Huh? I think it's gotten better. And, and I think that Billy Zabka can definitely pull it off and he does it in a way yeah. that I can, I can at least suspend enough disbelief, but the Ralph Macchio stuff is a little bit tougher. So I appreciate that there's a lot of karate amongst the youth because that helps to validate the 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 action quotient of this show. Right. If that makes sense. Let's see. Uh, one other thing that I'm really really excited for. I cannot wait for Book of Boba. I really am okay pumped, and I didn't think I would be, but I. You know what it is? Star Wars is my first love. And, sure. and, and Mandalorian was so goddamn good. Yes. That, that, Both of them. and I, and I guess I still don't quite understand. So, and I think we might've even talked about this on the pod recently. It is book of Boba Mandalorian season three, or is that, or is it different? Is there, is, are we getting a Mandalorian season three in addition to book of Boba? Do you know? I, I don't know for sure, but my hunch is absolutely there there will be a Mandalorian season three that that show will not cease to exist. I believe this is a, a spinoff as, as okay. it's becoming more and more popular these days with all of these characters getting their own shows. So I think book of Boba is, I don't, it may just be a one series or one season okay. series. I don't really know. I think obviously it, it'll depend on how successful it is, but I can't imagine it won't be. So similar to the way the MCU shows like the, the Hawkeye and the, and yeah. the Loki. And, okay. Okay. That, and that's, I'm okay with that. That's fine. They're just taking like these ancillary characters that don't really have an opportunity to, to star in their own movie and make a series out of it because anybody will watch any series now. So why not pump out a bunch of Boba Fett shows, right. you know, see what happens and we'll put it back in the universe of Tatooine and Moss Eisley Jabba the Hutt and see what happens. So I, I think that they're actually going to talk about how he survived the Sarlacc pit, which oh, I think they have so to, good. right? It's they have to so tell good. us that because it's really bizarre that he would, not only he would survive, but he would show up here all these years later. It, it, it's going to be, yeah. I, I mean, you know, th that obviously is a, is a story that has been, that has been hinted at. I think there's probably books. In fact, I know there's, there's there's comic books. I can remember the panel where he's like crawling out of the Sarlacc with his armor all fucked up and whatever. So I, so I'm really really excited to see that. It, it seems like in every Star Wars story, there's always you know there's always a desert planet. And so the fact that we're coming back to Tatooine, we're coming back to Jabba's um, 
palace, I think is just really exciting for, for me. You know, I'm a huge fan of return of the Jedi, especially return of the Jedi to me is, is a couple of distinct different movies. The, the stuff on Tatooine is that first, it's not even the third. I don't know what the first 25 minutes of that movie are almost flawless in my opinion it is so good and then you kind of kind of goes downhill in my opinion when you get to the ewoks and that kind of stuff but that but that stuff on tatooine at the beginning is is amazing and i'm really really pumped to go back i mean we've already been back there within the mandalorian but i'm really excited to go back um and see kind of how how boba fett kind of interplays with that that story and and gets you know overtakes Jabba's throne I'm, i'm really excited to see that yeah, I think I am too. I honestly, I'm a little on the fence just because this is one of those, do we really need it kind of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm definitely hungry for more Star Wars content. And frankly, we haven't had any for a while. I think, was it today? Is today the anniversary of when Rogue One came out uh, a handful of years ago? Oh, it uh, might've been. Yeah. Or maybe it was yesterday, but I think it was today because I saw it as a memory on my Facebook feed, but uh, I'm a little unsure about what they're going to do with it. I'm still, I've never been the biggest Boba Fett fan. Like I've always thought he looked really cool, but I always thought he was one of the more overrated characters because he had like oh, for sure. five just... lines in two movies. And other than the fact that he had a jetpack, which was amazing, like he didn't do anything. So he, the reason he got this cult following kind of escapes me a little bit, but that being said, we're going back to this world and it's something that I'm absolutely interested in. And I will bet you 10 bucks that we actually, they actually show us the scene that he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Like I think with all the the visual technology that we have these days and putting Mark Hamill's face on on this other actor to to reproduce Luke Skywalker, I think we go back and we catch five to 10 minutes of what happened in the Sarlacc pit when when he goes flying in there and then he makes his way out. I, I think we see all that stuff again, which that is super intriguing. I'll be, I think you're right. And I'll be honest with you. I think that's going to be the first 10 minutes of the first season of the book of Boba. Like, I think that's, I think that's what they're going to open with. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's where that, I mean, I understand the character of Boba Fett hell even started in the, in the Christmas holiday special, which was terrible. Um, So that's even before empire strikes back. But I think that's if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say that's probably how that season how it opens and I cannot wait to see it. So what do you think this show is going to be about? Like what story do we have to tell? Like we know that I think generally speaking, we know he goes back to sort of rule in place of Jabba. And the mm-hmm. whole thing is I'm going to rule with respect instead of fear or yeah. something along those lines. But like, what are, what, if we're, if we're going to sort of frame this in the same light as, is some of the Marvel stuff, right? Is this pushing forward some sort of overarching narrative for the star wars universe like where is this going and what story is it gonna tell so i i i'm not sure so if you if you think about it in the so you know that you we we have kind of several timelines within the star wars universe right and so if you if you if you look at the the timeline of the mandalorian so the mandalorian if i remember correctly takes place in between, no, let's see. It takes place after Return of the Jedi, correct? Yes, yes it has to. Absolutely. Place, so it takes place in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. 
which is there's there's several years in between those two. I think they said something like five or six years after Return of the Jedi. I might be okay. wrong on that. We'll have to fact okay. check it. But so so if you if you if you if you think about the timeline of the Mandalorian, right? And so at the end of the Mandalorian, spoiler alerts, you, you get Jedi Luke at the very end of season th- uh, two, two, three. Yes, two. two. Season two. Season two of The Mandalorian. And that's really where you in, you reintroduce Boba as well, right? So we got we got Dad Bod Boba at the, oh, yeah. at the you know, Very right? Much Which Dad is, Bod Boba. Yeah. And so again, it's been, you know, call it five years, what have you. And so I guess the question becomes, okay, well, in the in the general Star Wars timeline, what what story could they tell or what story do they need to tell? And so if, if we're to believe we're five years past Return of the Jedi, in theory, that means that, that you haven't had Jabba. And so you haven't had kind of a ruler of that, that syndicate. Now, you still got the Carl Weathers of the world out there, right? The, the bounty hunter, that, that clan. You still have the, the clan that the Mandalorian was a part of. Um, so I'm not, I, to answer your question, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure because we really don't know a whole lot about kind of how the outer rim works. We don't really know a, how lo- a whole lot about anything outside the rebels and the, and the empire or the first order or whatever the fuck they're called. You know, I, I suppose maybe you could tell a story about how, you know, the empire morphs into the first order or something like that. If I had to guess, I don't think they would go there. Cause I don't, no. I don't know that that makes a whole lot of, I don't think anybody a really cares about that story. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be kind of like season one of Mandalorian where there are things that are familiar to the overall Skywalker saga, yeah. but not, re- but not really tying in. If but I had not, to guess. Yeah. We're not pulling in. Obviously we're not pulling in any of those characters unless yeah. they do some sort of digital cameo, but that would be the most that they would try to do. But there really isn't anything that we know of that happens between Jedi and force awakens. I mean, not surrounding other characters right we sort of know that luke goes off and starts a jedi temple or does all that stuff which i would love for them to tell that story i don't know how they do that but i agree i think it's going to be something that that maybe we have some cameos from some characters that were in jedi that maybe could play some kind of part in that i do sort of wonder if they're going to pull in any other characters from the mandalorian which i think would make sense we could see ahsoka i mean who knows we know she's going to get her own show which yep. is going to be super interesting. I believe, and I think this is going to be way too early, but I do think that they said that they were going to have, I don't know if they're going to, if Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to have his own show, but I think he's going to appear somewhere, somehow, because so is they, he, they mentioned him by name. In they mentioned him, Ahsoka, men- Ahsoka mentioned him, right? But we've never seen him, right? No, he's, he's never been shown in... Uh, anything but the animated shows and of course the the novels but in terms of actually appearing on screen he's never done that in live action form but the novels that he was in are no longer canon right not true because they made a trilogy for him i don't remember who the author was I, i don't think it was timothy zahn but i think they have written a trilogy of books in the last five years around oh, Thrawn okay. that is canon, which are, I've read two of them. 
and I thought they were both pretty good. I didn't read the third one yet. But the but the original Zahn trilogy that he was introduced in is is not canon. No, correct? it's not canon. Okay. It's called Star okay. Wars like Legacy or whatever. Okay. Whatever they've branded it. Now. It's it's probably been twenty years since I've read a Star Wars <laughs> book. So there's some of them that are still pretty interesting, but okay. I do think that he's going to show up again. Uh, at some point, just not sure when, maybe not here. Maybe it doesn't make sense to do that. Or maybe they tip their hat to him again. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but Hey, since we're not to, not to shift gears too quickly, but since we're yeah. talking about star Wars shows, how fucking pumped are you for this Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Dude, that's, that's the one that I want. Especially, yes. especially since it's got you and McGregor in it, which by far is the goddamn best thing out of the sequel tr- or the prequel trilogy period paragraph end of story. Is Absolutely. He, I can't he wait. was the best actor. He was the most intriguing character. Well, I don't know if he's the most intriguing character, but like he was the one that I just, he sort of anchored it. He, he provided the gravitas, I think for those movies. And I am so excited to see what they do. And I don't remember how many episodes. I don't think it's going to be very many, but I mean, we're getting Darth Vader back. We're getting, I think James Earl Jones voicing Darth Vader, which is amazing. And it wouldn't surprise me. Now I got to think about this for a second. Maybe this is not going to work out from a timing perspective. Darth Maul is going to come back at some point. Maybe not for these. Maybe this is too late for him. I can't really remember how far after Solo this is going to be. So probably not. I'm probably off on that. But anyways, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. They haven't set a date yet though, right? It's going to be sometime next year. Well, that- I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking you know, on Wikipedia and all it says is Obi-Wan Kenobi is scheduled to be released in 2022 and will consist of six episodes. Okay. So hopefully those are our like full hour long episodes. And uh, we know that, that Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader. And I think that's going to be super cool. I don't really know why they're doing that specifically, because if they are not showing his face, I don't know what, what value it would add to bring him back as an actor. So I I can only imagine that he's, you're only going to see his face for like a brief cameo. Like maybe he takes off his helmet or does something goofy like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they, if they're going to, if they're going to show him as Darth Vader, like, you know, either in the back to tanks or like, you know, like um, uh, on, I don't know, on Mustafar during his transformation or on Mustafar in his, you know what I mean? Like, so yes, it's him, but it's, I don't, yeah, I, I would agree with that because I mean, the reality is anybody could be in the suit as long as James Earl Jones is, is providing the voice. For me, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference if I'm seeing Vader on the screen, even if he's fighting with Obi-Wan Kenobi, I don't really care if it's Hayden Christensen in the suit unless yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just don't care, but I don't know. Or, or it could be a bunch of flashbacks too. They could do that. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm just, I think at this point, I'm just worried that we're only going to get like maybe five minutes of Darth Vader in the last episode. And, and they're sort of promoting, you know, this big showdown that we're, you know, eventually we'll get, but most of the story will be sort of these bc level characters that we won't really care about and i think i think that's probably what you're going to get right i you know i i would i would prepare yourself for that that's probably i i don't think you're going to get four and a half episodes of obi-wan kenobi and darth vader you know what i mean like it's just you're just not going to see that i don't i don't think i i would i hope i'm pleasantly surprised and i'm wrong but i don't think you're going to get that 
No, certainly not four episodes, but I certainly, I hope that we, that Darth Vader doesn't become a Bill Murray level cameo. If we're going to invoke Ghostbusters, I don't want him to show up in the last 20 minutes of the last episode and then feel like that sucks. All I, all I want is more because they could have very easily have made a Darth Vader series, which I'm really disappointed that they didn't about him going through and, and locating and killing all the Jedi after order 66 and all of that stuff. Like, well, who, who knows? I mean, may, maybe now that they finally have Hayden Christensen back in the Star Wars universe, maybe this opens the door for him doing something like that. That would be awesome. I don't I don't think so, but that'd be amazing. Maybe. I mean, I, I would just love to see more Darth Vader. But again, I would have I would have a harder time seeing that without James Earl Jones. So it would be a bittersweet thing. But yeah. at any rate, I'm excited about the show. I can't wait for it to come out. I hope they at least announce a date or give us an ounce of footage before, you know, the next month or so goes by. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. They they don't have to right now because this Boba Fett thing is going to be the, everything that they're pimping out right now. And if it's coming out, what, Christmas Eve or something like that, then, you know, they won't have to promote anything else. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I'm guessing that we might see the, the next trailer for that maybe as a, a an end credit scene after B- Book of Boba. Would be my guess. Or they're going to wait until the next celebration. and Or that, too. yeah, or that too. No, yeah. I could see them waiting for the next big event to show us anything from that. But right. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just now looking on Wikipedia. It says uh, Mandalorian season three filming began October 2021. Season is expected to be released 2022 on Disney Plus. So that's right around the corner. I mean, right. 2022 is in two weeks, three weeks. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What else? Anything else? I, I can say that I'm I'm getting uh, well, I'm tempering my excitement, but I am looking forward to seeing the next Matrix movie in the theaters. I'm still trying to figure out what it's going to be about. And I'll be honest, I tried to rewatch the second and the third one, and I got about halfway through the second one and couldn't finish it. I just couldn't. It's just not that good. Yeah. I mean, the second one, I, I probably could have if I'd have tried harder. The third one, I I don't think I'll get through, but I doubt that I'll need to. I'm just, you know, trying to trying to kind of hype myself up for this because I want it to be so good. It's funny you said that. So I, I mentioned I took my middle son to go see Ghostbusters and we got a Matrix preview in front of that. And. I say, so he has, he and his older brother, we, we sat down and we watched the original matrix and they loved it and just absolutely loved it. And I said, Oh, well, we need to sit down and we want, we need to watch the second and the third one. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, eh, maybe, maybe they don't like, maybe they don't need to watch the second and the third one because the, like the second I, I, and it's been, it's been quite a while since I've watched those, those, the second and third one. I remember liking the second one again with the, with the idea that the third one was coming and something great might be coming. The third one really is just kind of a post-apocalyptic war movie. And it really has nothing, almost nothing to do with the matrix. I too, I'm really pumped for this fourth one. I'm bummed that I don't, I don't think I see the Morpheus that I know and love. I, I don't, I don't think it's our version of Morpheus. I'm not, I'm not seeing him there. I mean, it's a different actor, at least in the trailers. Yeah. 
so I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if they're going to change that or, or if there's some explanation for that. I'm just a huge fan of Keanu Reeves. I'm a huge fan of, I, I love the fact that they've, you know, they're bringing back Carrie Ann Moss. They're bringing, you know, obviously Keanu Reeves. Um, I, but Hugo Weaving though is not in it, is he? There's nope. a different Agent Smith too, isn't it? Yeah. So, which is a bummer, but I get it, right? If you, if you are, if you're moving forward in the the timeline that is the Matrix, maybe that makes sense. So I don't know. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. How about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense, and I think that they're going to do a good job of not alienating the people who didn't see or didn't care for the second and third movies. Right. I think that they're going to do everything they can to sort of focus on everything that either everything that happened in the first movie or sort of an offshoot of that, you know, like the whole red blue, red pill versus blue pill thing has been a big theme in the trailers. If you've seen those. So I think that it looks visually, it looks really stunning. I'm just hopeful that it's something that's going to be interesting enough to kind of keep my attention because it's, it's, you know, that first movie was so amazingly close to perfect. I, I just couldn't imagine. I wish they would have stopped. I wish they never would have made a sequel, but we don't live in that world by any stretch of the means. So, okay, that's fine. We'll get a couple crappy sequels until everyone's tired of it. And then let's see if we can try to tell a different version of an old story and then maybe just leave it at that. Like, I don't need two more Matrix movies after this. I don't anticipate that will, you know, wet my appetite at all or, or, or satiate me, I should say. They, as far as I know, they haven't they haven't announced any other ones, have they? Like this is this is the the last one that's coming, right? Well, this is the most recent one. We'll say that. Like, no, they haven't, to my knowledge, announced anymore. But I think they're waiting with open eyes to see what this one does. Okay, but but it, but it's not. But it's not. It's not a part of another trilogy. It's not a part of any like it, right now, as of you know, December sixteenth, twenty twenty one. There's not multiple iterations planned as far as not that i'm aware of no okay okay so we'll we'll see what happens i i can't imagine keanu is going to want to come back to this that many more times but he seems genuinely excited to be back for this one so i don't know we'll see what happens is there another john wick planned do you know yes yes is there really well I think there's a fourth movie that they're working on, but I also think that I heard that there is a prequel based series that they're going to make like on Netflix or Hulu or whatever that focuses not necessarily on him specifically, but on the hotel. So on the, on the whole, the world and the the world of John Wick. I I would be all, all, I would be all in for that. Yes. That is fascinating to me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's unfortunate every time you do a prequel, you can't really reuse any of the same actors. But I do agree that I think that that could be something that would be really cool and just an excuse to have a lot more action porn up there. Right. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I I do think that I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I know that they're trying to push for a fourth John Wick, which would be cool. Yeah, and then and then I guess the, the the next and and I guess I'll I'll end on this tonight. The the next big thing that I'm really excited about from the horror standpoint, I cannot wait to see the next Scream movie. I am so really? pumped. You're I, yes, I I really am. Um, and, and why? Tell me why. It's a it's a very valid question. Um, <laughs> I, so if if this would, if we were having this conversation before Scream Four. 
I would not have been excited at all. Scream four for me did what Halloween kills did for you for the Halloween fran- franchise. Right. Oh, wow. It, okay. You know what I mean? Like scream four to me. So sc- scream three, I thought was w- just really bad. Scream two was eh. the, the original scream. What? 1996. I mean, Kevin Williamson did some shit in that movie that at that point was unheard of, right? I mean, that, that was Brilliant. the first time that it was a set, a self-referential, inward-looking, like a, a like that was that was really the you know break the fourth wall kind of thing. Meta before meta. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean that 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 movie holds up so well. It's it, in fact, I just just tonight. I recommended that movie to somebody that had never seen it before. Um, that oh, was, wow. inter- that was, well, that was introducing her daughter to, uh, to, to horror. She was like, I, you know, I, I got to get my 13. I'm looking for a movie for my 14 year old to watch. What recommend recommendations you have? And I said, Oh, you, you got to show her screen. And so that fourth movie, and I'll preface all of this by saying, I don't like the, the Sydney Prescott character. I, I hate like if she dies, I'm not going to be bummed at all, <laughs> but the Nev Campbell character, um, but that, that fourth movie. And I, and I can't even really put my finger on it. it. It, it did something that kind of brought back the original, the feeling of that original. And I'm not sure if it was the, if it was the, the swerve that it was a family member and her, I think it was her cousin. I'm not sure if it was, it just felt a little bit more Kevin Williamson. I, I don't, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but that fourth one really, really excited me. And I saw a trailer for this scream movie in front of ghostbusters. Now I will say I, I fucking hate the fact that they're calling it scream drives me <laughs> crazy. I agree. Call it Scream Five. Don't call it Scream. Like that. Halloween did the same shit and pissed me off. Yeah. But that being, but I'm, I'm and again, may, maybe I'm just, maybe I have no reason. I'm just, I'm really excited for that movie. I can't wait. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I definitely want it to be good. And I will say that I like Scream Four as well. But I definitely think the series had jumped the shark to the point where it it didn't scream for didn't show me anything it didn't refresh my interest in the series i just thought it was a worthy sequel and i was happy with that because i honestly don't think i revisited it once since i saw it in the theaters you know scream is really interesting because yeah when it hit in what was it 95 or something like that it absolutely it just crushed like it became such an instant hit especially with our demographic like we were the ones it was pointing at and it hooked us and i i don't remember for certain but i'm reasonably sure i went back multiple times to see this movie because it was fantastic and i caught all the references to west carpenter and you know all the clever little winks and nods and you know run down to the mckenzies which is what they say in halloween and things like that it's filled with all kinds of little wonderful easter eggs But I think the inherent problem with Scream and the reason that the sequels got incrementally worse, at least until I got to four, certainly the second and the third Scream movies, was that Scream was, in my opinion, it was great because it was an amazing whodunit, right? It was a great uh, murder mystery movie. And as the movies kept going, it became more and more predictable I shouldn't say more and more predictable, but it became easier and easier to eliminate who was uh, a legitimate contender for being the killer, right? Because after you got through the first movie, it's like, okay, well, 
You knew it wasn't Dewey. You knew it wasn't Gail. Uh, you, you knew it wasn't Randy. And it was either who did it or who's going to die. Like that became the only thing that anybody cared about for these movies. And then Randy dies in the second one. And it's like, uh, it, it just, it, it got tough because I I didn't care enough about the new characters to say, oh, well, maybe this is a brother or a long lost cousin or whatever. And if you lose sort of the magic of that, then I feel like it just becomes another slasher movie. And that's not what the first scream was. It wasn't just another slasher movie. So that's why I've been a big proponent in you need to do either one of two things. You either need to kill Sydney Prescott or you need to make her ghost face. Like you need to do one oh, or the other. Oh, that'd be amazing. If she it'd just said, awesome. you know what? I've had too much of this shit and, and I'm going to take it out. And yes, she cracked. She cracked. Yeah. It would be amazing. They need to have the balls to do something like that. I know they won't for a fact. They won't, but it'd be amazing. But it would yeah. be so cool. And, and that would that would restore a lot of the oh my God factor of the Scream movies. And because they haven't had it since the mid 90s. They just, they haven't. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they will, but goddamn, that'd be amazing. I, I hope they kill her. Quite frankly, I hope they kill her. I hope they kill her like right out of the gate. I hope she is the uh, Drew Barrymore of this of this version of Scream, right? I don't know if Just I want right her to up. die right away. I want her to. Yeah. I want her death to have meaning. Otherwise, the first four movies kind of get shit on, right? But I, I it yeah. has to be something. It has to right. have some sort of impact. Like maybe she dies, but maybe she dies at the end and finds some way to pass the torch. Or they've got to kill somebody. They've got to kill one of the main characters. They've. I, I have to think that someone like Nev Campbell comes back and says, "All right, I'll do this, but only if you kill me." You know, like right. Jamie Lee Curtis style, something yeah. like that. Although Nev Campbell's probably, I, I don't know how much she's acting these days. So maybe she doesn't want to draw she those lines. Die, yeah. yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is, is probably good to step away at this point. But yeah. I just hope that they, the only thing I hope from this movie is they take a chance. They do something really ballsy like that. Because if they just make the killer one of the new characters or two of the new characters. Doesn't matter. Who gives doesn't a shit? It just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't matter. It yeah. just pushes it, you know, a little further down the road. And who cares? All right. I got one more for you and then I'll let you go. It's, it's right. getting late. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited about Batman? So the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes. I think that trailer looks fucking epic. I think it looks really, really, really good. And I'm excited about Batman for the first time since The Dark Knight Rises um, because I haven't liked anything that Batfleck has done the whole time. I've, I've been a very big outspoken opponent of everything that Zack Snyder has touched. I, I just, I don't care for that version of the universe. And this seems like a, a fresh dark take on the dark night and with uh, the Riddler, which we haven't really seen in, in this dark version of the Batman universe. And uh, I think the penguin is in this one too. So I'm really excited. I think it looks gorgeous. It's very dark but it's spooky. It's creepy as shit. And the trailers are amazing. Yeah. So, so Batman is, is one of my all time favorite characters. I guess I, I'm not, I'm not quite as down on the bat, the, the, the bat fleck version of Batman as you are. Not that I'm suggesting that I enjoy Affleck's portrayal of Batman in my mind. Affleck is a almost a, a, a an afterthought or a side character when he's playing Batman. You know what I mean? Like he's like th those are in my mind those are Superman movies or those are Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movies. Those are not Batman movies in in my mind. 
now that's not the way that they should be like, and that's not the way that I don't think that they intended them to be, but in, in my mind, that's, that's the way it came off. Those, those justice league movies, Batman is not the, the main character of those movies by any stretch, any, any, in my perfect world, he would be. And again, I don't know if that's a, that's a, a conversation to be had about the way Affleck plays him. This is a really long way of saying, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. I'm pumped to see this movie though. It's, it's, I, I'm not quite sure like where it fits into the, to the Batman, the pantheon of Batman's like the, the you know, I, I think my favorite version of Batman is still Michael Keaton. I think my favorite version of Bruce Wayne is Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Affleck doesn't do a bad job with Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. Not a great Batman, but he's a pretty good Bruce Wayne. He's a good kind of playboy, you know. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. When they announced Patton as the next Batman, I was not thrilled. And I think that's partly because of the baggage that he comes with, right? In the other films that he's, that the vampire flicks that he's been in before, which I didn't really see. And I, you know, but the trailer looks really, really good. It looks really good. And I'm, and I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Yeah. And, and hope that I love it as much as I love the trailer. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I think that the Twilight movies are what they are, but I've seen him in other things. I mean, he was in one of the Harry Potter movies. He was good in that. I think he's good. He's certainly capable. So I'm certainly willing to give it a shot. He looks young for the role, which is something that we're not used to seeing. I feel like Batman, or not historically, but at least recently has been played by an older character. Certainly Ben Affleck was was an older version of Batman, but I don't know that that'll take anything away. I, I'm really confused and will forever be confused about DC and how they're putting together these movies these days. It's like, well, here's a Batman, but it's kind of in the same universe, but not really. And well, here's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker and we'll just make this one-off movie, but where does he fit in? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird outside of what Marvel has done as such a complete package of stories that all kind of fit together. And these are all different, versions of the same characters and Jared Leto is the Joker and all of that stuff. But I would like to revisit the Ben Affleck conversation at some point, because I do think that that's really interesting. I don't hate Ben Affleck. I actually really like Ben Affleck. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, And, you're, I do and your, your point about him not being a central character is valid because when you think about it, there wasn't a Batman movie in the no, Snyder universe. Him. No, it was Batman versus Superman. It was Justice League. Yep. Uh, he was in uh, he was in the Joker movie or Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. like a, a brief second or whatever. A car, a car chase. Yeah. But none of those movies featured him. And I think the intent was to eventually make a solo Batman movie. But I think that ended up morphing into what ended up happening, happening with Robert Pattinson. So, yeah, I, I it's interesting because I, I hated a lot about uh, what happened with Batman and in the Snyder verse, if you will. But I, I didn't like a lot of that stuff. And that, that might be a whole nother conversation. And I'm yeah. still trying to psychoanalyze myself to try to figure out why I hated it so much. But I, I can't say that I've liked anything that's come out of that with the exception of maybe the first Wonder Woman. 
But the second Wonder Woman was such an enormous pile of dog shit that it almost made the first one bad. And it certainly shakes the hell out of my confidence of Patty Jenkins to get behind Star Wars and do one of those movies. Because that second movie was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. So mad after I watched it. So I I thoroughly enjoyed that first Wonder Woman movie, even though Wonder Woman like it's just was never one of my favorite characters. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Linda Carter was hot back in the seventies and eighties and whatever. Hot. But, and, 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 and so is Gal Gadot, by the way, like smoking, yeah. not as hot as Linda Carter, in my opinion. No, 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 you're right. But I really enjoyed that first one. Yeah. Uh, kind of along the lines of the way I really enjoyed uh, Captain America and the first, uh, the first Avenger. Like I really, like it was kind of a throwback, it was a really good origin story period in my piece. opinion. Yeah. Yes, it was a period piece. The reviews of the second Wonder Woman movie were so bad, I never even watched it. I, I really want you to watch it. I, I want you to to make sure that I'm not, you know, completely being unfair Here, about it. But this. here's here's the thing though. You're not, because I've heard from so many people whose opinions that I agree with you know, all, all the time, like, like, uh, even if you and I don't agree on a movie, if you tell me a movie is bad, fundamentally bad, right. I'm going to like, I hold your opinion in such high regard. You know what I mean? Like I I might disagree with that opinion, but if you're telling me that a movie is made badly, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, it's made badly. Now it might be a Michael Bay flick that I like just because my brain works in a popcorn way right but if you tell me it's a bad movie i'm gonna be like oh yeah, it's a bad movie i i didn't hear anything from anybody that i respect <laughs> that that movie was good like zero i didn't hear one that they were like oh yeah that like not not even not even it was good but just like yeah it was redeeming nope didn't even hear that and so i so i totally skipped it i never even watched it there were so many just stupid slap in the face things that happen in that movie that you're just like i can't even believe that this this patty jenkins who is supposed to be this really really great director you know who did direct the first movie was a part of this like it just felt like the studio completely took over and and did it all for her and it was dumb it was just beyond dumb and and actors like uh pedro piscal right is that, is that his name? Yeah. Pedro Pascal yeah. was in it. He was terrible. Yeah. Kristen Wiig was yeah. in it. She was terrible. Chris Pine came back. He was terrible. And it was like, what's happening? I, I, I really like, this is going to sound really silly. I really like Kristen Wiig. I can't stand her in anything she's in. I, <laughs> I, I, does that make any sense? Like, I, do, I, I don't understand. It's crazy. Yeah. And, like, I, I, genuinely I know what you like, mean. Yeah. I haven't found a movie that I can really jump behind yet. She's unless it's like a bit part, but it like Saturday night live is perfect for her because it's just like short little character vignettes. But when you put her in a whole movie, I don't know that it's her fault though. Like certainly Wonder Woman was not her fault, but she seemed very miscast for that, to be honest. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking through her Wikipedia right now. Right. It's like, it's like, okay. Ghostbusters. It was terrible. Anchorman two. It was terrible. I, I I didn't like her in that. She had a she had a bit part. It wasn't yeah. much, but yeah. Okay, she was she was good in Bridesmaid. I'll give her that. Yeah, MacGruber. Sure. MacGruber. She was terrible. Mag, now, granted, MacGruber's goddamn awful. 
you know she she's been good in like some of these like her her voice acting stuff but like I, i'm just going through i'm just like ugh, it's just like just bad part after bad part and yet i really and yet i really like her i don't know she, you know what you know what she is she's the the absolute inverse for me to kate mckinnon I watch those Verizon commercials with Kate McKinnon and I want to cancel my fucking Verizon subscription. They're terrible. They are awful. Yeah. And I, I just like, I have this reaction to Kate McKinnon that I, and it's not fair. I understand it's not fair at all, but it's, it's the worst. It's just the worst. I, I kind of agree with you. And, and even on Saturday night live, like it just seems like everybody's in on this joke that I don't get because everybody's laughing and thinks that she's hysterical. And it's funny because both of those two were in that Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. And yeah. they were two of the reasons I, I just didn't like it. I thought it missed on so many levels. And, you know, I, I feel bad saying that. I don't certainly don't want to disparage any female comedians, but like for, I, I just, I don't get it. Like it, it's not, if it's a demographic thing or if it's just maybe I'm getting too old, I don't know what the deal is, but. I can't quite understand why everybody feels like they're the next best thing in terms of comedians. Well, it's in my mind, it's not a female thing. It's just like not funny is not funny. Right. I right. Mean, right. I mean, it's just, you know, so that's, anyways. that was the ghostbusters 2016 yeah. in a nutshell, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, it is, uh, we're coming up on 1130. We have talked almost an hour and a half on a episode where we had literally no agenda at all. So I think we did pretty well. Amazing. So, hey, I hope that we talk before the holidays. But if we don't, in the off chance that we don't, I wanted to take this opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And I wanted to let you know that I love you. And I want to let you know that uh, I this podcast to me is, it really, it, it means a lot to me. And so, again, I hope, I, I'm sure that we will text and talk, but if we don't have an episode before the end of the year, I want to make sure to tell you that. And it, it really means a lot. Well, we will have an episode before the end of the year. I will guarantee that. And the feeling is uh, more than mutual. I love you back. And I love the fact that you make the time to do this because it fills my soul with all kinds of gratitude, not just because of our friendship, but because I still have somebody that I can talk about the dumbest shit with and, uh, <laughs> and, and record it so that it's archived for some reason uh, so that somebody can listen to it. So I exactly for, for our 406 listening fan base. So I thank you as well. I wish you the, the best and the merriest of Christmas and happy holidays. And the same to all of our listeners as well. Thank you for those of you who do take the time to listen to all this really nerdy droning on about girls and wrestling and music and all kinds of dumb shit it's it's fun for us to be able to talk about this and we couldn't do it without uh those of you who want to hear it all right that being said that was mr pip my name is chewy and this has been the 411 from 406 thanks for joining us make sure you like us make sure you subscribe and we'll talk to you soon folks have a good evening bye-bye